very easy way to understand that is if you're selling t-shirts, your revenue is a t-shirt that you sell multiplied by the price that you're selling these t-shirts at. That's your total revenue. Your cost of goods sold is how much it costs you to create those t-shirts, those specific t-shirts. Hello, welcome to Woke Finance, the podcast discussing all things finance and all things finance related. It's your boy, Peter, and I'm with my brother, my co-host, Jax. How are you doing, man? Peter, Peter, I am very well. Um, we've been told that we are going to be set free very, very soon. So I'm looking very much forward to that. Very, very much. Oh, come on, come on, man. The world's slowly getting back to any form, well, the unusual form of normal, so to speak. So bring it on, bring it on. But Listen, man, without further ado, we've got a special guest. He's returning back. He's been on a couple episodes, but he, he, he's loved us so much. He said he needs to jump back on, man. We've got him back on. So we, without further ado, we're going to welcome that special guest. Kay, how are you, bro? Uh, I'm very well, thank you. I'm not special. I'm just ordinary. Thank you very much for the compliment there. I'm happy to be back. Listen, Jax, is he ordinary, ordinary or special? He's a special, special friend. One of my closest friends. I've known this guy basically all my life. He's a very special friend, a very knowledgeable uh, friend. Thank you. For, thank you, boys. Thank you, gents. Really yes. appreciate Come it. Come on. Welcome you back, man. For some of our listeners, you may recognise Kay's voice from our episodes looking at... Uh, what was we looking at? Pension. Are you, are you your parents' pension? Are you your parents' pension? That was a big one. We done that back in 2020, early. That was probably one of our most popular episodes, actually. So for our listeners, if you haven't heard that, do, do get back onto that because it was quite a triggering but eye-opening um, episode as well. So welcome back, Kay. And to our listeners as well, please do the usual. In a minute, I'm going to ask you to just press pause wherever you're listening this episode to. Please do the usual. Click like, subscribe, comment, share. If you've done that already and you're wondering how can you support us, then think of that friend or that work colleague or that family member that you think will benefit from listening to this and just take the time to literally share it with them right now. So thank you very much in advance to all of our listeners for supporting us. Okay, we're going to get straight into this. The reason why we wanted to bring you back was around investing, in particular, looking at stocks and shares. Now, we know that you are a particular type of investor and we wanted to get you to talk a bit more into that. But more, more importantly, when you are researching a company, we wanted to look at the slightly more technical side of things rather than, you know, the story and the so-called future of the company, etc. But looking at more of the financial statements, so to speak. Um, so, OK, what we are going to do, we're going to literally get straight into it and ask you, what are the... When you're researching um, a company before you want to invest in that company, what are the things that you look at? Yeah, cool. Um, so my preference is stable companies or so companies that have been around for, um, you know, quite some time. So I can look at their history and look at the trends and look at their record, their records, sorry, ultimately. So the key things I look out for, you know, the top line is to cover is the company making the same amount of money um, year on year. Are they increasing, um, and are, or are they decreasing? And try to identify and establish why that is the case. Um, and then, yeah, I delve into detail to look at. So, as you mentioned, Peter, so a company has three elements to the financial statement. So, one of them being the profit and loss statement. Another one being the cash flow in terms of how cash is um, operating throughout the whole company. 
And the final one is the balance sheet in terms of the company's health or um, yeah, a snapshot of the company's financial position. So those are the three things I look for. And I try to sort of um, understand the, for me, I like to understand the fundamentals of a, of a company because at the end of the day, when you're investing in the company, you, you want to invest in a good business. And I think, granted, you know, I appreciate that numbers doesn't tell the whole story, but it gives you a better indication than if you didn't have the numbers to support, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And Jackson, I'm going to bring you in here, but Kay, do you want to talk a bit more about what type of investor you want? Does, do you feel this um, might tailor the way that you look at some of these numbers on these three main financial statements that you mentioned? Um, I haven't really thought of the type of investor. I mean, you, according to, you could argue that I'm probably more of a value investor um, because I like to, you know, look at the fundamentals and ultimately figure out a price that's suitable um, for me to enter. So, yeah, I've, I think people will probably say I'm more of a value investor. Brilliant. Um, I'll probably agree with that. Jackson, you want to chip in? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I mean, Kay mentioned the three um, main statements that, you know, um, companies tend to have to um, provide their stakeholders and external stakeholders, so their internal and external stakeholders. Um, and that's the, um, you know, the cash flow statement, the, um, the balance sheet, which is a snapshot of the company's financial strength. And then you've got, I think KOD called it um, a profit and loss, which is, that just shows you how much of an accountant that K is. <laughs> because from, um, from my perspective, more from the investment management background, we tend to call it the income statement. So that's very, very interesting that he calls it a profit and loss. They're exactly the same thing. And they are, um, you call it a profit and loss or an income statement. But yeah, I know K is predominantly a value investor. And I think sometimes that confuses people as to what a value investor is. But the key thing to understand is, regardless of how you're categorized, um, myself included, we always look for value. So um, though a value investor might be someone who looks for specific things, like companies that have been around for a very long time, and the massive onus is on the valuation, um, if you were a growth investor, which I am as well, we still look for value. We, we still want to buy things at good valuation. So, yeah. And Jax, while I've got you, um, Kay mentioned something quite important. Of course, it's not all just about the numbers, but it plays a key part in um, the process of researching a, a, a company. But the other side of things is that, that whole story about a company. You know, you hear, you have strong conviction that this company is going to be doing crazy things in the future in a good way what's the in your humble opinion what's the sort of balance between the story versus the numbers when researching a company um well first of first and foremost i'll say you probably heard it say numbers don't lie um and that's a very true statement to, to a high extent um not 100 true but to a high extent and i would say i mean i don't want to call it 50 50 um i'll probably say 60 percent of the numbers may, means more to me personally, because usually the numbers tell you something already. Um, you can hear a story and, and guess the story, but unless it manifests in the numbers, the story may not mean much until it does. And so for me, the numbers make a lot of sense, but like everything, you can't take one thing as a standalone. And as we go into this episode, we may talk about financial ratios and things like that. You don't look at these things on a standalone basis. 
you need to look at it in conjunction of other things. And so for me, it is very, very important to do the fundamental analysis. And as part of the fundamental analysis, it's not just about the financial statements and ratios, but you need to marry that off with the qualitative analysis. That's the only way you can really come to a very informed decision as to whether you want to um, invest in a company. Now remember, numbers and that kind of stuff are backwards looking, generally speaking. And so you can use it to aid your understanding um, to make an informed decision, but ultimately you need to add a bit of qualitative analysis in order to project where the, the, the company potentially can go in the next three, five, 10, 20 years and so on. Love it, love it. Thank you very much for, Jax, uh, for that, Jax. Let's get straight into it now, focusing on these financial statements. Um, Kay, you, mem- you mentioned the profit loss statement, which of course is used interchangeably with um, income statements, same thing. Um, first of all, uh, Kay, where do we actually find these numbers about, let's say, I don't know, using, I don't know, Nike as an example, where would I find the income statement for Nike? So you can go on nike.com. Um, and on one of the sections, there should be um, like a subheading called investor relations. So if you click into that section over there, it will give you everything, every piece of information that's pertaining to, um, you know, the company's financial situation. So if you click in on there, you'll see investors relations and perhaps you might see something along the lines of annual reports or annual meetings or AGMs or, and so forth. So that would be the, that, that should be um, for every public trading company, um, that should be the go-to. So you go to the company's website and then you look for something along the lines of something called investors relation, if I'm not mistaken, and then that will be your go-to place. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, what, what I tell a lot of people is if you're looking for a company, sometimes if you just type the company's name, and then you put it into Google. Um, so let's say Nike Investor Relations, that should normally send you into the Investor Relations page where you can find out a lot of this information. A lot of the information around companies is on the Investor Relations page. Alternatively, if you are someone like myself who predominantly likes to use um, a website that captures all, you can use, for example, Yahoo Finance. So Yahoo Finance is the website that I use mainly for my financial statement analysis. I think it's just got a cleaner, um, centralized place where I can search for various different companies um, in, in a specific space. Now, what I would say though, sometimes these um, websites don't have all the information. So if you are struggling to find some information, then what Kay said is what you need to do. You need to go into the company's investor relations um, and to download their annual reports, their 10Ks and that kind of stuff. Brilliant. So that's the company's investor relations, which every company that's publicly uh, trading should have a section for that. Um, alternatively, um, like what Jack said, you can use Yahoo Finance. Um, some people, like myself, are subscribed. Um, of course, that comes at a cost of things like Financial Times as well. So there's loads of things, a wealth of information which you can access via subscription or probably better for free as well, which is amazing. So, Kay, we're going to get into the income statement. What are we looking at? Um, I've just got um, Nike as an example in front of me anyway, just to even help me as I'm talking to you um, on this. But what are we actually looking at? So uh, on Financial Times, um, we've got Nike here and it shows on the income statement, it shows the last five years and loads of numbers from total revenue to net income, etc. What is it that you look for when you are looking at the income statement? So 
one the first thing I look for is how the company has performed over the past X years, five years, just to give you a number. I look for the trend. Have they been making year-on-year growth to their revenue? <clears throat> if they have, great. Um, I also tend to look at the bottom line. Are they making profit year-on-year? Um, if yes, great. Um, if no, I try to identify why that may be. Um, so that's the first thing. And then I also look at um, how it's comparing to their competitors to see what the industry, so to speak. So I look at how, you know, Adidas is one of their biggest competitors. Um, I know that Under Armour is another competitor just to throw in there. So I look at how these companies are performing in comparison to Nike's. Um, so those are the two things that I look for. What I like, uh, what I like there, what you just said, uh, Kay, is that you actually look at their competitors. What this actually, I guess, shows us is that, yes, you can look at a company that might be making a revenue increase over the last five years by, I don't know, 20% as an example. But if you look at how does that compare to the their competitors, that might not tell you the full story. Some type of companies in different sectors might grow um, at different stages. So that just goes to show you can't just look at a company and say, yeah, this is declining or increasing. And that's it. You really have to spend time with the research. Yeah, um, just to jump in. And I don't know how technical we want this episode to be. But we can dive into the technicals of the income statement. You know what, Jax? I'm gonna, um, yeah. I, I'll probably welcome you to be fairly technical. Um, yeah. Of course, my question to that, Jax, actually, if someone yeah. is listening to this and they say, wow, I have no idea what these guys are talking about, what's your guidance on that in terms of, you know, if they're asking the question, should they actually still be investing? Well, the first and foremost, I think, you know, it really depends on the type of investor you want to be. Now, I'm a huge advocate for what I call um, actively passive investing, which is focusing on um, mutual funds, index funds, ETFs to form the core of your portfolio. And then you can look at some companies to add a bit more flavor to your portfolio. That's my favorite type of investing for the average person. Um, you, don't ha- you, know, you don't have to be as technical as everyone else. Remember, all the information that you're getting from these things, you can go as in-depth as you want. You can be as technical as you want, but ultimately, you just want to make an informed decision. That's what really matters. The truth is, and I speak about this with some people, when I first read um, Beat in the Street and I read Peter Lynch um, talking about an experiment he'd done by asking some kids to pick some stocks, the kids picked um, some stocks that they recognized, like Disney, McDonald's, and Nike, and they outperformed Wall Street. I'm sure they didn't do all the technical analysis we're about to talk about today, but that just shows that, yes, even though I would always advocate for people to, you know, make an informed decision, you don't have to go too in-depth to be able to pick a great company for the long term. Love it. Thanks for sharing that, man. And then, yeah, did you want to comment on, on, on I guess, uh, the piece around the income statement, Jax? Yeah, so I just wanted to say the income statement has different parts to it. It's got quite a few parts to it. Um, so you've got things like the, um, the top line, which Kay mentioned, which is the total revenues, the sales, basically. That's basically how much you're selling. Then you've got the cost of goods sales, which is basically things like um, what, what did it cost you to actually sell those things? Very easy way to understand that is if you're selling T-shirts, your revenue is a T-shirt that you sell multiplied by the price that you're selling these t-shirts like that's your total revenue your cost of goods sold is how much it costs you to create those t-shirts those specific t-shirts that doesn't take into consideration things like your um, admin costs and and setting up an office and that kind of stuff it's, it's mainly to do with 
the actual um, cost of creating the t-shirt in itself. Um, so then that then moves on to things like gross um, profit and that kind of stuff. And again, I'm not going to go into too much detail, but those are the kind of things that a lot of analysts tend to use. They look at things like gross margins to decide for whether it costs a company a lot of um, money to even create those revenues. Because there's no point creating, you know, there's no point making a million, you know, a million uh, pounds or dollars in, in, in revenue if your cost of goods sold is nine, 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 you know? So those are the kind of things that you need to be looking at if you are someone who wants to dive into the actual analysis of income statements and that kind of stuff. Absolutely. So essentially, and that last example you just used, you know, if a business, as you said, is making a million, but the cost of, um, I guess, uh, the expenses or so is close to that million, your your profit is is very small, basically. Exactly, exactly. And then there's, there's things like tax and, and interest and operational costs and that kind of stuff. But if you're not someone who wants to dive into all those things, what Kay said is, is important you can just dive straight into the net income. And the income shows you basically, as it says, the net of everything, including um, order costs and that kind of stuff. Absolutely. And um, that net could also be negative, depending on what type of business they are, the stage they're in. And we've we're just coming out of a pandemic. Several businesses that have been in profit for many years have found themselves going in the opposite direction. Um, Kay, just even on the back of that, because um, we know there's been some massive businesses that are now operating at a loss, unfortunately, purely because of the, you know, one in a hundred year event, which is the pandemic. Is there anything when you look at the income statement that slightly might put you off from um, investing, so to speak, or maybe going a bit further? Um, not particularly. Well, I mean, the only thing that will put me off is if a company is or has a significant amount of um, debt, that's, the, that's probably the only thing that will put me off and the main thing that will put me off. Real. Thanks for that, man. Um, so we've got the, you just touched on the income statement and we spoke about the key things to look at, you know, the net income being one of the more, more, most important things to look at um, on that particular um, financial statement. The next one you mentioned, Jacks, I mean, uh, Kay, actually, at the beginning of this episode was um, the cash flow statement. Do you want to talk to us a bit more about that, Kay? Sure. So 